Okay, welcome, welcome everyone to this new episode of the podcast uh, Coffee Breakdown. I am Luca and today we have two new guests, uh, Tiago Diaz, who's a PhD student from uh, Instituto Superior Tecnico in Lisbon, and uh, Mike Bude, uh, who's a joint PhD uh, at uh, TU Eindhoven in Lisbon. So welcome guys, and uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, so, well, first of all, let's start with some ritual questions uh, uh, to both of you, maybe starting from Tiago and then Mike, uh, if you can uh, introduce a bit yourself. Uh, where are you actually right now? Because you are in the same room, I see. And uh, what are you doing in your life? Uh, okay, so uh, as, as you told, uh, I am a PhD student and uh, currently uh, I am working in Lisbon. So, so mo most of my work uh, is done here in, in Lisbon and uh, I work uh, in low temperature plasmas uh, and I'm in the third year of the PhD. Okay. Uh, currently we are in, actually in the same room and uh, working uh, more or less on the same thing. Uh, so uh, in, currently we are doing modeling work here at Lisbon. Okay, okay. Yes. Um... As, as you said, joint, joint PhD student. I moved here to Lisbon uh, September last year. Before that, I've been working in, in Eindhoven in the Netherlands. Okay. Um, yeah, as, as, as Tiago said, basically here it's a lot of computer work, uh, getting the, the electron kinetics in a low with plasma in place, okay. and then spice it up with some chemistry to get a complete description of what is going on. Okay, okay. Actually, since so, Mike, you've been also moving to different places, you know, like Eindhoven, uh, also Germany, and so here. How, how do you find so? Do you find some differences in terms of work uh, or life in general, or uh, is it kind of the same? Um... Yeah, no, no, of, of course, there are there are differences. Yes, as I said, I, I studied in Germany, then I moved to, to uh, the Netherlands, and in principle, the, the cultures in, in the Netherlands and in Germany are, are pretty close as, as okay, one yeah, might yeah. expect. What actually was the hardest for me is, is the uh, Dutch mentality about lunch. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know, I experienced that, unfortunately. So. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. Uh, uh, what, what they eat for lunch, I, I wouldn't consider food, to be very honest, uh, <laughs> just not enough. Um, but the, the working mentality is, is pretty similar. Um, here in, in Lisbon, I have to say, people are a little bit more relaxed. Than, than back up north, uh, and I really appreciate the the relaxed atmosphere here. Okay, so you think uh, it's also better for research, probably a bit more relaxed atmosphere than um, having. I, I think it depends on your own style of working. Okay, okay. And for sure, you have you have always have to adapt. Here, you have to be really um, determined and, and motivated to to mm -hmm. really keep going because there's there's no one pushing you around, but um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so yeah. For many things, it's very pleasant. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's better for the personal life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and uh, one one question that uh, kind of interesting also. Suppose I come to visit you guys in Lisbon after the pandemic. What do you recommend me to visit or to do in Lisbon? You know, uh, I think it's a great city, and is there something to to do that you think is nice? Actually, several things. Uh, I would okay. Say. 
the, the, the city is really, really uh, beautiful. So many things that, and you should take at least a week to, to be okay, here okay. And, and visit. So I've been there uh, for a few days only. I think it's, uh, yeah. I, I went up to a, t a tower with the elevator. I think it was very popular for tourists, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. I don't remember the name. And, uh, okay, okay. In the downside of the city, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. And then you have this great uh, pastiche uh, denata. I don't know if my pronunciation is correct, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I miss that a lot as well. Pastiche wine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, and uh, the the great thing of the, the the countries here in the south of Europe is really the same. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it really changes your your way of living, in in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Since I know the okay. comparison, I can completely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, so uh, coming back to your work where you actually already mentioned a little bit, uh, if you can tell us uh, the, uh, which application are you working on uh, at this moment uh, and how are you approaching it? So which method are you using to investigate it? So maybe, yeah, we start with Tiago and then Mike. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, as I told you, currently I am working with this low temperature plasma. So plasmas, so which uh, are basically uh, mediums, uh, uh, media with, with uh, electrons and ions. But then we have uh, also several neutral molecules. And uh, uh, so we, we can do several things that are uh, good for the ind industrial point of view, because we can have a, a high non-equilibrium. Uh, which can be used to, for chemical processes that are good for uh, the industry. Uh, and yeah. currently, uh, I'm working uh, on uh, a type uh, of low temperature plasmas, which is called nanosecond uh, discharges, which are the discharges which are very fast with very high electric fields and that uh, can be used uh, um, for uh, this uh, industrial point of view, uh, because they, they can be very, very efficient. And I'm studying them uh, from the modeling point of view until uh, now. Uh, so basically, basically uh, uh, I solve the electron kinetics and the chemistry, uh, everything at the same time, using uh, a method which, which is called uh, Monte Carlo uh, integration and uh, it is mostly that and starting from may i will be in prague uh, doing uh, some uh, experimental work okay, okay. In, in order to to know uh, this type of discharges from the both point points from both points of view okay that's very nice actually okay okay mm -hmm. so this is like a atmospheric pressure or you're working at the lower pressures uh, it will, uh, I'm not sure yet so what uh, I okay. will do in the experiments, but uh, maybe uh, not uh, high and neither, neither low, so in the medium side. Okay, but okay, the, okay. I don't know for now, yeah. Okay, yes, yes. So you mentioned you develop also some codes and so on. Uh, uh, that's, yeah. that's, okay, very interesting. So, okay, Mike uh, and you, are you doing the um, same topic or different? More, more or less. So um, 
while while Tiago is, is really universally skilled in, in treating these, these electron kinetics and everything, um, mm -hmm. I'm working uh, a little bit more specifically on one particular type of plasma. Uh, namely, I'm interested in, in CO2 plasma for the purpose of converting the CO2. Mm -hmm. And um, to, to make it more interesting, we are adding water to, uh, to the plasma. The idea is that uh, yeah, water is everywhere as an, as an omnipresent impurity. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand what's, what's the influence of it. And um, yeah, well, back in Netherlands, I investigated the whole thing experimentally with some laser spectroscopy. Okay, so this is not a nanosecond, but it's a nanosecond pass, no, it's no, microwave. No, it's, it's a much simpler discharge. It's a, it's ah. a pulsed uh, DC glow discharge. Ah, okay, okay. So it's, it's basically, it's the most simple plasma that you can imagine, probably. Um, the, the reason why we're using it uh, is that even though it's so simple, it, it still shows the, the characteristics that we want to have from this molten plasma, namely um, a non-equilibrium uh, between the, the electrons and, and uh, the, the heavy particles. Mm -hmm. And um, due to its simplicity, it's, it's easily accessible for the diagnostics. But it's also perfectly suited for modeling purposes. And okay. um, yeah, well, right now, um, I think during this discussion, um, you already noticed that the, the electrons are the very foundation of everything that happens in the plasma, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we also had uh, like uh, some of the previous episodes talking about plasma chemistry. So, yeah, you mentioned it's simple, but actually, you know, talking about CO2, water already, and it's yeah, a lot of complicated it, chemistry. It's a mess, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and since the electrons are, are so important, we, we need a proper description. Okay. So, um, and, and one approach in contrast to the, to the Monte Carlo that Tiago is working on is to um, use a, a two-ton turn solver of the electron Boltzmann equation mm -hmm. to um, yeah, describe the electron kinetics. And for this, solution you require um, cross-sections. Cross-sections that describe the most relevant processes between electrons and, and water molecules. And to this point, there's really no, no really satisfying and openly available uh, set of cross-sections mm -hmm. for water. And I try currently yeah. to, to establish one. Okay, that's very nice. So suppose you have to pitch in, uh, I don't know, a few seconds, you know, your work and say, what is the most interesting thing that you have been working on, even if it's just a small part? And what is the most important that you think? Uh, uh, you mentioned already, of course, what you're working on. It's just what, which part of your work did you enjoy the most? Uh, I can answer. So uh, um, in a few seconds, I would say that it is this uh, description that I am doing of uh, solving the electron kinetics and the, uh, the chemistry of the of the species at yeah. the same time without uh, any uh, uh, approximations. Which it's is a unified that uh, approach. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I have some prods regarding that, and I guess that it is uh, important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Actually, it's interesting because um, I've also been working, you know, development of codes uh, for different purposes. Uh, so are you more, 
do, do you like more a bit of the development part, you know, starting from paper and developing or really the, the, the part where you take the code, you apply to the relevant case of study? You know, I don't know, it's, it's a, a personal preference. It's a very not nice question. Yeah. Okay. And actually, I, I, I really like the development part. Development. So I okay, really okay. like to develop. So think about the, 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 the science of the thing in a general way. So we have a general set of cross-sections, a general set of, uh, of reactions. And then, okay, when I finish the development, which is the, for me, is uh, really, really uh, funny. Uh, then I use the, the data that someone like Mike got. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, yeah, that's nice. uh, yeah, that's what I like the most. Depends on, on the person. Okay, okay. And you, Mike, uh, did you like more the experimental part or the modeling uh, just uh, so far? Um, rather good question. Um, I think I'm more an experimentalist. Mm. Um, even though what, what, what's very nice about the code is that you have everything in your own hands. So in the, in the lab, usually the, the biggest screw up is that your equipment breaks down at, at one point <laughs> or something is simply not working and you, you cannot do anything about it or you have to spend quite some time to fix it. While uh, working with the code, the nice thing is you have your computer, you, you write yourself some code and yeah, well, it's, it's running or, or not, but, but it's all directly under your control. This is nice. Okay, okay. So you're less dependent to other people, uh, actually. So you can fix uh, it if it doesn't work and so on. And I, I mean, the, the dependence on people does not change. So you always uh, benefit from, from discussion okay. with experts, but um, you are less dependent on the equipment. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I want to start uh, well, really kind of the, the core discussion with you is just thinking about, uh, you know, some sort of personal opinion about where are we going as a community, you know, what are we going to approach and so on in the, in the future, you know, and this is not something that wrong or, or correct, you know, it's just opinions that we are going to share, I think. And uh, so in particular, like currently, I feel, you know, my heart is a bit, little bit divided. So if I go to conferences, I see a lot of interesting applications, like, I don't know, old trusters, plasma medicine and so on. That is very nice. But mm -hmm. also I like really much a more fundamental part uh, in the sense, uh, I don't know how you describe transport or charged particle in a gas, how you define cross-sections, as you mentioned, and so on. Yeah. So do you think... Uh, our community is a bit more application oriented or a bit more, uh, uh, you know, driven by fundamental studies at the moment. I, I talk mm -hmm. about the just low temperature plasma community, of course, not yeah, yeah. all the science. Uh, this is uh, really a, a very uh, interesting question and uh, very present in, in our uh, times. Actually, we already discussed it here in our uh, group uh, several okay. times mm -hmm. uh, because uh, Every time in this community, we are uh, always thinking about the next project. Uh, what is the application of uh, that we will find of the low temperature plasma to, to gain another project? Because if you don't have money, you, you cannot do uh, science. Yeah. And uh, it, it is a, a very complicated uh, thing. Uh, on the other hand, 
as we talked actually this week, uh, it's a very thin line because if you let everyone do uh, whatever they want, then uh, they will start to pro procrastinating and they do, do not have a, a good, a good uh, path. Uh, so I'm yeah. not sure that there, there should be a, a balance. Uh, so some people that care more about the fundamental points of use, because otherwise, if we are always worrying with the applications, the, the, science, the science does not move on, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it cannot be everyone, uh, I would say. Okay, Mike, uh, you have something to add? Uh... Um, yeah, let me think. So I definitely think that... Um, the, the plasma community is, is going more and more into this application. Uh, yeah, I, I, I also have this feeling, but I also agree with the fact that, of course, we should pursue both, right? Uh, yeah, we, we should pursue both. Yes. Um, I, in, in my opinion, um, one of one of the reasons is that um, there have been a few really big success stories of, of plasma applications. Mm -hmm. um, take, for instance, uh, the production of ozone with okay. uh, that amazing, still today, extremely relevant to the industry. And that is, I often feel there's this, this expectation from the, from the funding agencies that, that plasma might provide another big success story. So, so it's, it's really hard, I think, nowadays to really get the funding for 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 the groundwork only but uh, you have to you have to have this application in mind and then I absolutely agree with the two of you then it's we need both we need mm -hmm. the application studies but also we get the, the fundamentals uh, in place to really tailor the processes accordingly yeah yeah I think uh, yeah I think I, I agree I agree with, with, with both of you uh, I don't know. I think, in, in my perspective, it's great that uh, there are so many different applications, you know, and uh, that plasmas have a potential to break through also to have a societal impact. And this is for sure important. And uh, also, I think fundings at, at this time probably are a bit more driven by application purposes. Uh, nevertheless, uh, sometimes, and here maybe I'm a bit pessimistic uh, in this respect, but uh, I have a bit the fear that uh, if we narrow down only thinking about applications, uh, sometimes we miss a bit the bigger pictures, you know, yeah. we may. So this is why probably we also need people doing fundamentals, like thinking what, uh, you know, start tackling some bit more uh, fundamental questions that do not have a a specific purpose application in mind. Um, Do you have something in mind? I don't know. For example, uh, there is uh, something that fascinates me a lot. Uh, that is a transport of charged particle in liquids that we know quite well uh, to describe in rarefied gases, you know, how to describe particles. But if you move to liquids, uh, for example, this binary collision approximation breaks down. You have some sort of more collective effects effects of a particle, we have sort of cluster of particles. This is very fascinating, or in dense gases, for example. I saw work of people uh, studying transport of charged particles in dense gases, a bit more similar to what happens in superfluidity. That is something, we, we don't know, we don't have a theory for that, right? Uh, 
Yeah. How is that applicable? Yes, I can think about application of plasma in liquids, right? But, you know, it's just for the sake of knowing how, how this mechanism happen, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, maybe after you, you know this mechanism, you can find the application. That's that the is thing. true. If, that is true. If you, uh, uh, are, you are always thinking about the, the applications, you, you do not move on because maybe there is an, an application that you do not know and that you will find in your fundamental study. Yeah, yeah. Like the great scientists, uh, it was like that. The things that Einstein was doing uh, at the, that time, no one would exactly, say exactly. that this will have an application in lasers or to correct the, the, the distances in the uh, GPS. So, and now it is completely important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious also for to you if um, you know you have also been in conferences and so on, workshop, whatever. Uh, maybe Mike and Tiago. So, do you have an example of applications or fundamental studies that you think are very interesting besides the one that you are studying, of course, besides the one that you're working on? I I always loved uh, plasma medicine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's very. Um, it's it's a very very interesting field, and yeah. I, I actually it's more like that. I hope that uh, there, there's more to come. Um, often it, it feels really uh, like like magic what what they're doing. So yeah. it's it's often just put some plasma on on something and, and usually it improves, which is yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I see really some potential there that uh, the future will show uh, whether this really becomes something big. Yeah, yeah. And Tiago? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I guess that it is really this biomedicine uh, uh, thing is really, I guess, the, the main thing that uh, will be very important in, in the, mm -hmm. the next years, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Because from the industrial point of view, we already know that uh, uh, that the plasmas are really important for this uh, nitrogen, uh, nit uh, for the, the production of uh, fertilizers, mm -hmm. and uh, also to to build this this kind of devices like cell phones to yeah, be, yeah. to produce these chips. But those uh, applications we are already know them very well. Uh, I guess that the the recent trend is really with this uh, biomedicine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm also very fascinated by that plasma medicine. I saw recently also application in plasma agriculture that I didn't know. It's uh, but uh, for me one of the problem I don't know that should be tackled is maybe the reproducibility. You know. Of, yeah. the, of the results. So does the plasma really have an effect? It can be reproduced, you know, because then when you apply it to you know, a medical lab or so on, or to a patient even, it's, you need to know the effect exactly, you know, if statistically is relevant or not. I, I don't know, I don't know. I think there is still work to be done in that yeah. area yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, okay. And one other thing uh, really a bit uh, connected to yeah, still, uh, you know, fundamentals and application and so on. The other uh, fear I have, let's say, and so on, is that, uh, in my opinion, uh, this is not to blame, but people in 20, 30 years, you know, we, we tend to forget, you know. 
So in my opinion, you know, if we don't set uh, very well the foundations of the field uh, and everyone is using, you know, kind of the same model with the same assumption and so on, I have the fear that, uh, you know, in some years we, we, we forget that there are other options, other model, other assumptions that we can investigate. So what do you think about that? Is there this, uh, do you think there is this problem in our community or is it something that uh, is not really relevant? I guess that, that there is really a, a, a problem here, yeah. Uh, I remember uh, really on, on the first hand, uh, the two-term approximation. This uh, approximation that we uh, use, uh, assuming that the electric fields are low enough uh, mm -hmm. such that, that these uh, anisotropies are not uh, very high. Uh, so almost all the codes use this uh, approximation and we have like this uh, commercial codes that use it and many people uh, are using it and they already assume that it is fine because everyone is mm -hmm. using it. And then I guess that people forget the, the basic things and do not bother with it because the, the code is already done. And sometimes we are doing uh, very big mis mistakes without knowing. And it is very, very dangerous because uh, like you told uh, 30 years ago, probably uh, there were a lot of people knowing about this uh, Legender expansion, but now uh, almost uh, no one knows it, and uh, everyone uses this this type of thing. And uh, there are, uh, uh, for sure, uh, many other examples of what you are saying. So I agree completely with, with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, um... Um, yeah, you, you you talked about uh, general guidelines for for the community, yeah. and. Uh, I absolutely agree. There should be these guidelines, mm -hmm. but it's it's so difficult, in my opinion, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. to to introduce it um, because every every group they have their own kind of way of, of approaching things, and um, even within the groups, it's often hard to 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 find an agreement on, on how to define the things and how to properly treat the things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, uh, yeah. yeah, I was uh, sometimes, uh, well, as you know, in our channel, I'm, I'm doing this channel with a friend of mine who's mainly talking about uh, fusion. And I've been talking also with people doing fusion. And uh, okay, probably their community is a bit less scattered than our community on temperature plasmas. But they started uh, some interesting activity, you know, about sharing data, like both modeling and also experimental data that are from different machines and also having some sort of common framework that you use for modeling uh, some type of machines, you know, uh, that is agreed, for example, at the European level, you know, this is the, then of course, uh, this should not prevent to have diversity, I think, in research, but uh, do you think something like this, you know, have frameworks to share more data and also have uh, codes that are available in the community that we decide, you know, this is the way we model the cyclo discharge, this code is appropriate. You think are, are useful that we should push for this direction or do you think it's a bit more useful to keep this diversity, you know, that every group is kind of studying different aspects? 
I, I agree with you. Uh, at this point, we have uh, uh, many people doing more or less the same thing, but one is using one code and uh, the other is using other code just because, okay, they are more used to the inputs and uh, these this kind of things. Uh, and I guess that it's not the, the most efficient way and the most organized way. I know that uh, LXCAT, so our uh, uh, database for our, our field, is trying to go in this direction, but is still not, not uh, enough. And I agree completely uh, with, with you. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You, Mike, you think like, um, I don't know, like open sourcing or these kind of things could help the community to uh, progress uh, or is it something that is not really necessary at this point that we could still do good research without you know having big frameworks um yeah that's for sure you can do, do uh, good research yes absolutely um but i i think this this and, and as you said um organizing frameworks also the funding agencies they are putting more and more uh, attention on this that uh, if you want to get the money you have to provide um, good organization of your things and um, I think yes research would, would benefit from, from it because it it forces uh, a structure upon the things uh, they are doing and that makes makes results reusable and facilitates the, the comparison between different groups. So yeah, I, I think I think it's yeah, a good yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. Also, in my opinion, because you know, maybe I don't know. As a physicist, I would like to have a model that is more and more accurate uh, that can describe the experiment well. I would also like to have ex measurements really detailed, really accurate for every position. You know, but at some point. Uh, I think we might have also to realize that there are a lot of parameters that we cannot control, right? We don't know yes. how really particles interact with the surface, how they propagate and so on. And, you know, there are some assumptions that we have to take. So maybe our models uh, can be also a bit more conceptual, you know, not really super accurate on the physics, a bit more conceptual, but still we can get some feelings yes. on the physics of what can be important, you know, and so on. I think still, yeah, you know, if we don't know everything, uh, I think we can still do good research, you know. Yeah, it's a, another very good comment because uh, I guess that uh, at some point we are always uh, trying to put the, the experimental points on top of the... Exactly, model. just uh, for validation and uh, so on. But, and, uh, uh, I, I guess that what it's... And we uh, always tell this uh, uh, in our group. Uh, what is the most important thing is, is the, the trends that you get from the model. What you learn for, from, from the, the modeling and what, uh, because this is really the most important thing. When you have these modeling results, you will learn how to uh, make your configuration more efficient and uh, many other many other things, but we have really to realize that there are experimental errors. That the 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 coefficients that we put as input in the model also have errors, and even the assumptions that we uh, 
uh, do like when when we are constructing this this model model mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes when we are trying to 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 change these input uh, values yeah. in order to have uh, the experiment on top of the modeling maybe we are doing even worse because we yeah. are changing something that uh, it is finally reality yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thanks Tiago. thanks Tiago. Yeah. <laughs> i say that because this is exactly what i'm doing at this point <laughs> no no but i mean <laughs> no no i i totally agree i had this thing you know sometimes i also maybe did some work and so on and people say yeah very nice you see this comparison between experiments and your model and it fits really well and i think yes I, i'm glad but there are so many assumptions behind you know and yeah. uh, but then i have to deal with it you know and see you know i i use this assumption maybe they're strong but i can still get some insights into what happens you know if i take these assumptions that's my, I have a question for Mike. Uh, suppose you are, you're saying you are, you know, studying this type of discharge, you know, the sea glow discharge. Uh, mm -hmm. Suppose you want to model that or describe that, uh, the main physics principle or chemistry, you know, what are uh, the data that you think we need uh, absolutely that are very important to measure or to know, you know? that are used as input in the model or uh, for validation of the model, you know, as post-processing. You need, there are some quantities that we need absolutely to know. Or maybe that we don't know and we need to measure or we need to calculate. Mm, yeah. Well, um, according to the papers that I'm writing, especially okay. the most important things is always uh, number densities of number of, density, uh, yes. particles involved. So okay. I, I measure them, and then I want to want to compare them with uh, with the model, and um, then it is about, in my opinion, getting from the from the from the, from the basic the ground state uh, particle um, to to more and more exotic uh, species, and by this like like really go into the details uh, of your model. So, for example, looking at the, the CO2 plasma, we, uh, their the vibrations are very important. And um, we, we started with only very small number of, of vibration levels that are included. And now we are always looking for some measurements that go up higher and higher in the vibrational ladder yeah, uh, yeah. to really validate our, our models to, to the Further, core. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's uh, interesting. Okay, and uh, well, you, Tiago, you have some opinion uh, right now from modeling perspective, also from experiments that you're going to do. What is very, very important, uh, really, in the beginning is mm -hmm. to have really good electron cross sections. Mm -hmm. uh, so otherwise, your model, model uh, will fail. This is a, a very uh, important thing, not to compare between uh, modeling and, and uh, experiment because it, it is really a, an input for, for the model. But uh, if you don't have this uh, part of the electrons, which are the ones that drive the whole, the whole uh, dynamics of the, of the, the plasma, uh, you don't get the right trends and the, the right uh, physics. And this is really important. Mm -hmm. And it's not uh, very easy to ob obtain experimentally. Uh, 
especially the absolute value. Uh, sometimes it is normalized because they look uh, for the, the signal of an excited species or uh, something and they cannot normalize. And this is very important for the, the modeling in order to have uh, to learn from the, the model because we are doing the things right. Yeah. Okay, okay, very interesting. Okay, okay, maybe then to conclude, uh, I would like to have a bit your opinion, your feeling about this, you know, this last period, last two years, actually, unfortunately, when we had COVID and so on. And uh, I was also working mainly from home. I, I'm still working from home. <laughs> you know, I'm sometimes uh, it's, uh, it's a bit frustrating, you know, you have a bit less interaction with people, at least for me. And, uh, and, um, and, and also, you know, time seems to, you know, pass in a bit different way. So what do you think? How did you spend your, uh, your last two years, basically, of doing research or your own life, actually? You want to start? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah well, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It has been strange times. And um, yeah, I, I can only say for me, I always try to, to make the best out yeah. of it and i think that was the only option that we had so um yeah there were no in-person meetings but then we switched to to online meetings and actually i think this is something that um was actually improved due to corona showing that many many things can be done can be done yeah our... that's true that's a positive thing i i, I agree i agree yeah. Um, nevertheless, of course, I, I, I miss the, uh, the in-person meetings and um, the conferences, absolutely. Um, work itself, yeah, as you said, there was a lot of working from home and, and being an experimentalist, that is, of course, hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. As you can imagine, yeah. <laughs> um, but having the, the, the modeling work also at hand, this is, of course, something that is yeah, that can be better brought in agreement um, so you mm -hmm. still feel like like you're, you're progressing in your work even yeah, though true, you don't true. spend every day in the lab yes yeah true how was uh, it for you Chiara? uh I, I guess that the first year was was worse okay. uh, because uh, the yeah almost all the months of, of the of the first year were yeah done uh, at home and uh, you, you may think uh, that you are more efficient at home because you don't <laughs> lose time to, to go to the university yeah, yeah. and come back okay. and it can be like that in the very first days but then uh, you start missing this uh, personal contacts that mm -hmm. is, is not enough uh, with Zoom meetings. You really yeah, need yeah. to to see the, the um, to see people in in person to have lunch. Uh, exactly, have lunch, you get a coffee together, yeah. and so on. And uh, yeah. I think uh, and yeah, then uh, you are working less less hours, but uh, mm -hmm. you are much more efficient. You are happier, and I guess that it is really really important. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. some people may may be uh, very good working at home, but. I guess that most of us uh, benefit from working here. Uh, yeah. oh, I guess that it was good to, to realize that some days we can work at home and to, to 
put this idea on the trash that if, if you are, are not in the working place, you are not working. I guess that- this Yeah, is yeah. Not... I think this is, uh, this is something that uh, opened my eyes as well, you know? I had this mentality, yeah, I have to be kind of early in the office, start my work and then finish it. Yeah. But no, I mean, I can also some days stay at home and so on, be a bit more relaxed and so on. Another day, go to yeah. the office, talk with the colleagues. I think uh, this is a positive side. Okay, if we have to look at the optimistic, uh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A nice but in terms of like a meeting, like conferences, workshop, and so on, do you think, uh, like, I don't know, for example, if I'm in a conference, uh, I, I go to get a coffee, I see this big professor and I say, ah, I like your work or I ask a question, you know. If I am online, uh, I, I typically tend yeah. to not ask so many questions as I would do. I don't write to the chat to this professor, you know, that I don't know. So what do you think? Do you have the same problem or? Uh... <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we started the PEG uh, two years and something ago. Yeah. And we had uh, no, at least me, uh, I had no uh, in-person meeting, uh, conferences. So yeah. this is really a, a problem. So my first conferences in person will be uh, this year. And okay. uh, I didn't uh, meet this uh, very uh, important uh, uh, person in, in our field because of that. Uh, and... Uh, even more important, they didn't meet me. They didn't meet me, so they don't know what I am doing. If it, well, if but it is okay, maybe or, maybe yeah. they still see your work. You know, you presented at conferences, so it's not so bad as uh, we may perceive, right? Yeah. But of course, this uh, social it's not the same thing. It's not the same. Thing. People people do not pay this, the same uh, attention when they are in a, a, a virtual. Uh, presentation i would say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. at least that, it, that's what, what i feel uh, because uh, after sometimes i i start thinking about other things and i imagine that this also happens to other people and, uh, yeah. yeah 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 and also when you are the speaker and you cannot see the people uh, that you are talking to it, it oh, helps so, so much to, to stand in front of crowd and see some people nodding so you know, oh, you're doing something right. Or <laughs> That's true, the feedback uh, is very important. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe I should go a little bit slower here. Exactly, exactly. In, in online meetings. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Ah, exactly. Yeah, I, I thought uh, two years uh, in so, uh, term, uh, thermodynamic uh, course mm -hmm. and uh, it was online. And uh, it was it's so different. bad because... Uh, I didn't know if the, the students were listening, listening to me or, or maybe they were in the bed sleeping with the, the computer turned on. I didn't know that. And yeah, yeah. It, talking to a, a black uh, screen is very difficult. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I think uh, I agree, okay. Okay, uh, guys, uh, thank you very much. It was a really nice uh, talking with you. And uh, well, see you soon, uh, actually. See you in Lisbon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that would be great. Uh, bye, bye, bye. Bye. Bye.